0: Back to the americhicks with kim munson where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left agree or disagree let's have a conversation and i'm thrilled to have a conversation with orson swindle he is a decorated vietnam war prisoner of war was a commissioner of the federal trade commission from 1997 to 2005 and he had previously served as assistant secretary of commerce during the reagan administration now, Orson, you have quite a story. Uh, you were a Marine uh, fighter pilot, and you were shot down over North Vietnam. And one of the things that I learned uh, is that when you uh, went off to war, your son was five years old. And when you returned six years, four months later, he was 11. When I tell people that, it takes their breath
1: away. Yeah, Kim, he had actually he had just turned four. Uh, I, I, went, I left for Vietnam the last week of uh, January of '66. And he uh, turned four the end of December. And when I got home, he had just turned 11. So over seven years uh, without contact with him, which... uh, it's hard to comprehend for me.
0: <laughs> that is really hard to comprehend, and I'm excited, Orson, that we will be playing the the interview that I had with you uh, regarding your Vietnamese or your Vietnam experience, and that will be playing on Memorial Day. Uh, so be sure and listen in for that amazing story. But what I wanted to talk with you about today is you've had an immense experience in government, uh, being with the Federal Trade Commission and also in the uh, Assistant Secretary of Commerce. And how would you say that things are different today than when you were serving in the Federal Trade Commission and in the uh, 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 Secretary of Commerce?
1: Well, uh I you know, I think of it a lot. To be perfectly honest, I uh, was not initially a President Trump supporter, and uh, I've come to appreciate what he is trying to accomplish because I started off in government in 1980, woman, I believe it was, and uh, I got to experience some of the worst of government, uh, financial management-wise, and policy-wise, and in, in a lot of respects, and. Uh, I knew that in order to change things, major changes had to be made. It had to be, I'll use the expression that's probably not too too wide, but I felt that somebody's got to blow this thing up and start over again. And I don't mean that literally, but Mm -hmm. just we've got to disrupt the way business is conducted in Washington. I had the good privilege of working for President Reagan, and he tried – diligently. In fact, I would say nobody's really given her much of an effort since Reagan until uh, President Trump came along. And I think if I had to describe it, I would just say the process of a bureaucracy moves very slowly. Uh, It can be corrupted. I think we have major corruption within our government even today, and it's probably worse than it was back in the 1980s. And uh, the sad thing is that neither party is really and I do mean this, really committed to changing things to make it work better. Uh, They literally stay in the middle of the highway. They bounce off the sides when they're debating issues and disagreeing with one another. But they don't disagree all that uh, vigorously. And as a result, we just sort of stay in the middle of the road, keep on doing what we're doing, because those people that are in government, in Congress, and those who are inside the beltway of Washington, D.C., I don't think many of them really do want to see anything change because they've got it good. And those of us out here in middle America, we don't have it that good.
0: Well, you know, Orson Swindle, I have said that I really believe that we are in the third founding of America. Uh, You know, we had Washington and the Patriots, Lincoln and the Civil War, And who would have thunk it? But here we are, I think, in the third founding uh, with Donald Trump. When Kamala Harris was announcing her candidacy for president, she asked the question, who are we? And I actually think that's a really important question that each of us needs to ask ourselves. Are we Americans or are we something different? How would you answer that?
1: Well, I think there's an awful lot of people in this country who are different or would like to see us be different. Uh, One, uh, you know, the the Constitution is perhaps one of the most remarkable instruments of government that the world has ever seen. Uh, It sort of has self-correcting attributes to it. It keeps us in line. It keeps us doing the aspirational things of our founding fathers. And they were so right. I, I, sometimes as I read about them, and I do read a lot about them, I think that there was a benevolent hand that reached down and tapped them on the head and said, you're going to do some good work here. Mm-hmm. And and it served us so well for so long. And I, I mean that in a in a sense that it's led us to great things, but it's also given us the means to adjust when we're on the wrong track. It gives us a method by which we can alter things, to do the right thing and stay on that right track. And unfortunately, I think uh, I think I heard a, politi- a political figure in the in the Obama administration make a statement that she hoped that her faith would assist in changing America, and we could use the very Constitution of the United States to change things to be the way I want them to be. And uh, we're in a dangerous time right now because uh, propaganda is so prevalent in everything. Uh, The television networks are not the best way to get your information. I'm convinced of that, but I don't know of any other way because newspapers don't help very much. But we are seeing an enormous employment of propaganda like the likes of which I've never seen before. And I've read a lot about propaganda and certainly at a prisoner of war and a communist prison, I got to hear a lot of propaganda, mm-hmm. but I've read about the Germans and how they manipulated the population and certainly how the Russian communists manipulated the people of Russia. We're seeing that happen right here in our own country right now. And if we don't wake up, if we don't find a way to wake people up to pay attention to what's happening, uh, we've got a very tough time ahead of us.
0: Well, and Orson, I think here in Colorado, I mean, we certainly have seen legislation this last uh, legislative session that the veil is off on this freedom versus force question. And studies show that that Americans really prefer freedom. If you really ask them, they prefer freedom. But this whole force thing, socialism is kind of being wrapped up with a big red bow, and then it's being pushed forward, as you mentioned, in a, in a propaganda way through uh, our, I think, our educational institutions, through the media, through politics. And so we are in a really interesting time here.
1: Well, you know, the, the midnight legislation of our state legislature, Colorado, is rather. Uh, It's appalling to see what they have done and what they've tried to do. Uh, They're trying to get away with things that would alter the fabric of Colorado enormously and perhaps to a point where we couldn't return from it. And if people don't wake up and pay attention to that, I I agree with you. I don't think the people of this country uh, would reject freedom for socialism or something of this nature of broader government control. But unless they act that way by electing people who believe that way, uh, we're going to wind up there. We've just seen a good example. I have a theory, and purely a, a, my own theory from my own thinking, but I think when Barack Obama made the promise that his election was going to be the fundamental change of America, the progressives and he and his, his uh, minions certainly took to heart what he said. And they thought they were well on their way. In fact, I would agree they probably were well on their way. And all of a sudden, they didn't get to follow it up with uh, Hillary Clinton. They, Brock, I mean, uh, uh, Donald Trump stepped in and uh, he has disrupted that whole thing. And I think what we're seeing with all of this ridiculous stuff that some of these presidential candidates on the Democrat side are talking about, they are dangerous ideas that will, will you know, guaranteed to fail. And I think what we're seeing on that front, as well as here in Colorado and around the country, by progressive uh, ruling class, if you will, political leadership, we're seeing them. I think they recognize that Trump is the one that's going fundamentally to fundamentally change America. He's taking us back to those principles that made his country well. And I think the progressives feel that they've got to pour the coal zone to try to pass as much of their agenda as they possibly can, no matter what it takes to do it. If it takes passing legislation in the dark of night and running it by the people of Colorado without them even knowing it, uh, that's what they'll do. And I think that's where we are right now.
0: Well, and certainly as we look across the spectrum of all of these different issues, and I couldn't read all of them, but uh, there's a, a whole bunch of them. I had 22 that I picked out that I think are pretty egregious. But the question out there as we talk with people is really freedom versus force those are the words that seem to resonate and you know i think about this all the time orson freedom versus force but i think those are the words that we need to be using with our, our neighbors and our colleagues and an example of that just recently up in erie there is a community center now you know you can question whether or not you think that a a, a municipality should be using tax dollars for a community center but they did so in a community center then I think that should be available to all and that they should be able to speak freely. They certainly have to act respectfully when they use the facility. But it shouldn't be up to the t- the town council or the town administrator to determine who can and cannot use that facility based on uh, an ideology, a message, or what they're going to do there. And so I, I posted something on Facebook and heard back from from a a friend who's not politically active, and she said, could this be true? Have you fact-checked it? And I said, I have fact-checked it. I talked to the people mm-hmm. who were affected by this. This is dangerous.
1: Well, it's dangerous, all right. And, and you know, it, it, the, the, one of the ways I think that progressive agendas get passed is playing on the tendency of too many of the people in this country to react to decision-making in the political process by using emotion rather than logic. If it feels good, that's good. If it doesn't feel good, that's bad. And when we start insisting that people be responsible for the actions, that's bad. because That's logical. It's emotional to so say we want people to all feel good. And that just replays itself constantly in our environment today and uh, our political people and the pollsters. And I've been around, you know, politics and pollsters and all these people. And I must say, (laughs) I've come to have a strong dislike of political (laughs) consultants, (laughs) but they're not crazy. They're smart people. They have learned, and especially today with our technology, that you can develop ways to impress people. And then you might be totally feeding them a lie, but you can convince them that you're right. And it's not an old process. You know, Hitler with Goebbels did the same thing. And uh, said, I think the expression was by Goebbels that if you tell a lie long enough, strong enough, it'll become the truth. And I think we have a lot of that very active today. And today with social media – And rapid instant communications, uh, it can be even more effective if it's put to use, and it's an evil process because you're deceiving people to do their their own selves in.
0: Well, you know what? Let's continue this conversation. Orson Swindle, we're going to go to break. He is a decorated uh, Vietnam War prisoner of war. Uh, former commissioner of the Federal Trade Commission and also a former former Assistant Secretary of Commerce during the Reagan administration. This is a fascinating conversation. Conversation. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. I'm thrilled to be having this conversation with Orson Swindle, a former Vietnam War prisoner of war, a former commissioner of the Federal Trade Commission, and also a former assistant secretary of commerce during the Reagan administration. Orson, you know, there's this saying that uh, people say, hey, I'm not into politics. I don't have time. But what I'm learning is politics is into you. What about that average, everyday, hardworking person out there? What, what would you say to them?
1: Well, just like they have to take an interest in what their kids are being taught in school, they have to insist their kids study to get them smarter and more well-informed if they can be uh, drinking from the cup of reality and truth. Uh, and just as those two requirements on parents and I should say teachers, because they play an enormously big role here. Uh people have got to get involved in the political process. Uh I you know, I have a lot of friends that said, Man, you just amaze me. You stay on this stuff all the time and you like to talk about it, but I don't really like to hear about it. I don't wanna be involved. If you aren't involved, you're gonna be the ones gonna pay the price. Those those people who don't pay much attention to politics will wind up being ruled by by tyrants if at the worst and uh incompetent. <laughs> At the best, probably. And people have just got to get involved and take an interest because it's your life. It's your children and grandchildren's life. And uh, I've got three beautiful uh, granddaughters, and I worry about them and what the future is going to hold for them. And we're the ones that are laying the groundwork for what that future will be. And if we fail, they're going to be the ones to suffer. And that doesn't give me much uh, pleasure.
0: Well, and Orson, you can probably speak to this almost more than anybody else. This American idea, first of all, the discrediting of of the founders, that they were just old, rich, white guys that had slaves. Yeah, they, you know, some of them were old, some of them were rich, and they were white and yes, they did own slaves, but that's only a portion of the narrative. Uh, slavery was prevalent throughout the world at that time, and so it was absolutely astonishing that this this group of people put it all on the line first of all to stand up against Britain so that they could could um, gain freedom for not them liberty not for them just them but for the next generation and then this little country within 70 some years goes to war to settle this question whether or not one man can own another man i mean it's astonishing this whole american idea
1: well you know uh again paying attention to history and i read all the time and i'm currently reading David McCulloch's new book, The Pioneers, which is fascinating. But one of the marvelous things in my mind that I've come to the conclusion of about our country is the Founding Fathers did a remarkable job of bringing it into being with a document that would be uh, literally be good for generations. And those men paid a dear price for what they did And always, uh, liberty will always require people to pay a dear price. But one of the most marvelous aspects of the way of government that we have, that those founding fathers gave us, is that we have the capacity and literally a national willingness to correct the wrongs. You mentioned slavery. I come from the deep south. I'm originally from Georgia. And certainly we had a deep history in slavery. But by God, we have changed All of that. We are different. Uh, And the tragedy of today is the mentality of so many people is that they think they can, by erasing history, change it. That's folly. They're not going to change it. We learn from every right or wrong that's committed throughout history that there are better ways to do things, and we at least in this country, we make concentrated efforts to change things, to make them better, to rid ourselves of these things and and these bad experiences. But you can't change history. And I would contend, that having watched over the last couple of years, the the demolition of of of, of, of statues to people in our early uh, times in our our country, uh, change the names of schools, streets, etc. That has to be the most immature, stupid thing I think our people could do and that our people could condone because we are guaranteed to repeat the mistakes if we erase the reminders of what it was like when. And this is insanity. And to think that I sat in prison defending my country uh, mentally and physically every way I could and to think people come along this stupid, and they want to alter it to be something that is totally wrong. is really a bit disconcerting to me, to say the least.
0: But Orson Swindle, um, the blood of the Patriots pulses through Americans' veins. I really, I think we are at a an important time. Uh, But we can't be lazy. You know, lazy is a word that we hardly ever use anymore. Uh, I think it's probably politically incorrect to call somebody lazy. But we have to actually admit that it takes work. You can't be lazy if we indeed are going to pass on something good to the next generation, which, again, that is an inherently American idea that we want to pass something better on to the next generation than what we got
1: indeed and and that should always be our mission and we no less than generations of past have that opportunity to keep on doing that but we have got to get our heads on straight with these generations that are here today and start making corrections because uh, half the country seems to be off on the wrong track and it is a deadly track it will lead to devastation of our system Uh, heartbreak in the lives of millions of people, and maybe even worse. So we really do need to get our heads on straight and start paying attention to the history of this country, why it has been as it has been, and why we've accomplished so much, and the good things that we have done for the rest of the world. These young people today that think we're a bad nation, just one point. We are the most generous nation that has ever existed on the face of the earth. We have done more sacrificing and have been more generous than anybody has. And for them to say we're bad, uh, they are sadly ignorant. And I think this is, to a great extent, the product of the education system they've been uh, uh, here listening to.
0: Well, and and that is a a whole other subject about what our kids, this forced public education, you know, I think that it started out as a noble idea, and then what has happened, many of these noble ideas are then hijacked uh, and, and wrapped up in p- uh, power and force. And so there's things that we value, we listen to those words, and then I think you mentioned everyday people go, okay, that's being taken care of, that thing that I value, when in essence it's been taken over by these radical it's been, activists.
1: It's been corrupted and being used against us now, and We better wake up to it. I I hate to be so uh, negative, but uh, uh, I'm 82. I've seen a lot in my life, and uh, I I want uh, the younger generations to have as much fun as I've had and and accomplish uh, great things, and I guess I've accomplished one or two. But (laughs) we can't do it going in the direction that we're going in right now, and it is tragic to see these young people in particular so turned off by our country, so feeble in their Individual uh a strength to be fearful of it sounds like everything. And yet, I know from personal experience and contacts, we have kids, young people in college today who are brilliant. They are, I'm so impressed by them. And they're going to do good things, but not if we cut the underpinnings away from them. They won't be able to do good things because they'll be overcome by the masses that don't want to work, don't want to contribute. Just want to complain and have it their way. And as some of the Democrats are inclined to say, we'll give it to you free.
0: Yeah, well, and there's nothing for free. And this Democrat Party is not the Democrat Party of JFK. This is uh, something totally different.
1: I tell a good friend of mine who's from New England, and and she's a wonderful person. I said, and she, and she disagrees with me on virtually everything, politics. And I said, I want you to realize this Democrat Party, you're so... Uh, so uh, loyal to is not your mother's Democrat Party by any stretch of the imagination. John Kennedy wouldn't hold a place at the table in this crowd.
0: No, he wouldn't. So, Orson Swindle, we're just about out of time. But since you served during the Reagan administration, do you have a a, a story? I mean, that was a time when we were headed in a, a wrong way, and Reagan came back. Do you have a, a story that you'd like to share about President Reagan?
1: The airline air controllers union and they were threatening to disrupt air traffic uh, because they were going to go on strike and reagan very uncharacteristic of many politicians i've ever heard of i think uh, harry truman did something similar to this reagan fired them and he replaced them and of course all the inside the beltway crowd said he could never uh, replace these people well he did and we changed things we need leaders that will take decisive action, and it's—and I would say let's restrict it to the most obvious of decisive actions that need to be done. And unfortunately, we have very few leaders that will do that. Everybody in Washington, D.C., almost without exception is scared to death of President Trump because he does have the courage to do what's right, and he will flat shut it down if it needs to be shut down, and that's why I'm supportive of him.
0: Well, I'm surprised and, and, and very excited with what he is doing as well. We are seeing real leadership today, and uh, I think it gives us great hope for America. So Orson Swindle, thank you so much for joining the Americhicks today.